WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A jury has been selected in the second trial of two men charged with conspiring to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer over their disgust with restrictions early in the COVID-19 pandemic. The judge and lawyers on Tuesday settled on 18 people, including six alternates, to hear the case against Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr. Prosecutors are putting the two men on trial again after a jury in April couldn't reach a verdict. Michigan News Network legal analyst Charlie Langton says the defense usually has an advantage when there's a retrial. Prosecutors, in this case the U.S. attorney because it's federal court, they've got the burden of proof. They've got to prove their case. And now the defense has seen all their witnesses one time before. They know how good their witnesses are. They know the order. They know the evidence. And it's such a big advantage for the defense. They can plan more. So I would say, in general, it's a little bit of advantage for the defense in this retrial. The government says the plot to kidnap the governor followed training sessions in Wisconsin and Michigan, as well as two trips to scout out her second home in northern Michigan. Two other men were acquitted in April. Meanwhile, Governor Gretchen Whitmer has posted a video to social media from a resting place in isolation with COVID-19. She sounded a little congested, but otherwise appeared to be in good spirits. Hi, everybody. Working from home, a little congested. My dogs keep coming to check on me through the windows with my husband. Wimmer posted the video yesterday. She said she was just working through the day from home. She tested positive for COVID Monday. She is vaccinated and double boosted. Tens of thousands of spectators and participants are set to descend on the fairgrounds in Berrien Springs next week for a week of exhibits, fair food, and fun. Each night of the Berrien County Youth Fair will feature grandstand performances, including tractor pulls, a circus, demolition derbies, a rodeo, and a performance by country music star Granger Smith. Fair manager Karen Klug tells us she's most excited to see the kids show off their hard work with all their animal and still exhibits. I think that's probably the the best part of it all. I don't know yet our totals on exhibits, but as we had registrations, it seemed like they were coming in pretty good. So hopefully all of our barns will be filled up again as they were before COVID and everybody can come out and have a great time. Hopefully we'll see you at the fair. Kids Day will be Tuesday with free admission for kids and a free circus show for all. Tickets for grandstand performances, including this Sunday's tractor pull before the fair starts, can be bought at the Berrien County Youth Fair website. The funeral for Congresswoman Jackie Walorski will be held tomorrow. Congressman Fred Upton tells us he knew Walorski well, often sitting next to her on flights to and from Washington. He says that she had an impact that will be felt for a long time. She did a remarkable job of recruiting more women candidates for Congress than just about anything else, and probably tripled the number, at least on the Republican side, of women members of Congress. Many of them will be there Thursday, grateful for her assistance, and it's you know a really tragic day. Upton says Walorski worked tirelessly for her Indiana district and, in fact, died while working for the district. Walorski was killed in a traffic crash last Wednesday. Killed in the crash along with Walorski were aides Zachary Potts and Emma Thompson. The other driver, Edith Schmucker, was also killed. Upton says the House will miss Walorski's voice and presence. Alloyd Blackman has been appointed the CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Benton Harbor. She's been a member of the board of directors since 2014 and steps up to lead the organization as Mackenzie Castle leaves to pursue other opportunities. The Boys and Girls Club says Blackman is a longstanding member of the local community, has worked for the Benton Harbor Promise, Emergency Shelter Services, Spectrum Health Lakeland Center for Better Health, and Whirlpool. 
Board Chair Mike Todman says, with her, quote, talent and under her leadership, the clubs will thrive and continue to serve our youth with passion and commitment. Blackman says she's honored to be appointed CEO, and she looks forward to working on behalf of Southwest Michigan young people. The Michigan Department of Transportation would be allowed to install automated speed cameras in construction zones under legislation now in the Michigan House. House bill, The House bill would limit the use of automated speed enforcement systems to streets and highways under MDOT jurisdiction and only in work zones when workers are present. MDOT operating engineer John Osika says he thinks automated enforcement systems could get drivers to behave. You got to hit them where it counts. Just a slap on the wrist isn't enough. So if you hit them in their pocketbook, I think you're going to get more attention from them. And if they continue to do it, each time they get pulled over, the fines go higher and higher. And eventually they got to get it, I would think. Osika spoke on MDOT's Talking Transportation podcast. He said construction zones are more dangerous than ever. Just working between the barrels and the cars, that's always a touchy one for me, too. I have to tell my whole crew, always be alert, always at all times. The legislation would allow revenue generated as a result of the speed cameras to be placed in the work zone safety fund established in the bill as a restricted fund for the purpose of improving work zone safety. The bill is now before the House Judiciary Committee. The names of two people who drowned in South Haven this week have been released. The South Haven Police Department says 22-year-old Corey Ernster of Novi and 19-year-old Emily McDonald of Columbus, Michigan, were killed when swimming on Monday. Bystanders pulled them out of the water off South Beach Monday afternoon. The two swimmers were unresponsive and CPR was not successful. The yellow flags were flying at the beach at the time. They were later changed to red. And Hartford Public Schools has unveiled a new logo and mascot. The district made the decision last November to drop the Indians' name and picked the Huskies at that time. More than $132,000 was given to the district in June by the Native American Heritage Fund to help pay for the mascot name change. Released this week is the new logo, which features a fierce Siberian Husky staring you down and announcing the Hartford Huskies. A student-led committee selected the Huskies' name. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released its Consumer Price Index report for July, showing prices are 8.5% higher compared to last year, but they're down compared to June. President Biden celebrated that news at the White House today at a bill signing for the PACT Act, which expands health care for veterans. More from ABC's Jay O'Brien. Before signing a new law that expands health care for more than 3 million veterans, President Biden taking a victory lap on Wednesday's inflation numbers. Our work is far from over, but two things should be clear. First, the economic plan is working, and second is building an economy that will reward work. The president saying he believes the economy is strong, pushing back against fears of a recession. We're seeing a stronger labor market where jobs are booming and Americans are working, and we're seeing some signs that inflation may be getting to moderate. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, the White House. Falling prices for gas, airline tickets, and clothing gave Americans a bit of, bit of relief last month, although overall inflation is still running at close to its highest level in four decades. The government data today showed consumer prices jumping 8.5% in July compared with the year before, but down from 9.1% year over year in June. On a monthly basis, prices were unchanged from June to July, the first time that's happened after 25 months of increases. The reprieve offered no certainty that prices would stay on the decline. Inflation has sometimes slowed only to reaccelerate later. Former President Donald Trump was in New York today giving a deposition to state authorities in connection with a civil investigation into his company. Trump at the offices of New York Attorney General Letitia James as she looked into whether Trump and his associates 
might have undervalued properties for tax purposes while overvaluing them for loans. But Trump's reportedly not talking. ABC's Aaron Katursky outside of Attorney General James's office has more. The New York Attorney General's office has said publicly they're nearing a decision on some kind of an enforcement action. But first, they wanted to hear from former President Trump directly. But he said in a statement under advice of counsel, he's not going to be answering questions, instead invoking his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. The investigation is separate from the FBI raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate this week. It's not known what federal agents were looking for during that raid, but ABC has learned it might be connected to boxes of documents Trump took with him when he left the White House. President Joe Biden has signed the veterans' health care legislation that ends a long battle to expand benefits for troops who serve near toxic burn pits. The ceremony today at the White House was a personal matter for Biden. His son, Beau, was a major in the Delaware Army National Guard, and he died of cancer after his service in Iraq. Burn pits were used in Iraq and Afghanistan to dispose of chemicals, cans, plastic, medical equipment, and human waste. The legislation will help veterans get disability payments without having to prove their illness was the result of their service. Other health care services will be expanded as well. Some Republicans have come forward in defense of former President Donald Trump after FBI agents raided Mar-a-Lago this week. It's not known what the agents were looking for, but ABC News has learned it could be related to boxes of documents. Trump allies are calling the raid politically motivated, more from ABC's Rick Klein. Not just defending Trump on this, but making it, uh, making this raid part of uh, their casting of, uh, of a weaponized bureaucracy in the, in the phrasing of, of at least some of them, uh, tying it to President Biden's efforts to try to hire more IRS agents to enforce more tax laws uh, without any evidence, without knowing anything at all about what was behind this warrant, whether it was justified, what was found at Mar-a-Lago. They're defending Trump and making it about the Democrats. A Sesame Street-themed park has announced the implementation of diversity and inclusion training for its employees. The announcement today followed a $25 million class action lawsuit alleging multiple incidents of discrimination after outcry sparked from a viral video of a costume character snubbing two black six-year-olds during a parade at Sesame Place in Pennsylvania. The park, which is operated by SeaWorld Park, says in a statement, all employees will be mandated to take part in training created to address bias, promote inclusion, and prevent discrimination by the end of September. An attorney says the family of one of the six-year-olds is expected to meet with the SeaWorld CEO on Thursday. In Washington, the Justice Department has charged an Iranian national in an alleged murder-for-hire plot targeting former National Security Advisor John Bolton, the agency says it's not the first time Iran has sought revenge on individuals on U.S. soil. More from ABC's Justin Finch. The Justice Department alleging that beginning last October, Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps member Sharam Porsafi was offering individuals in the U.S. some $300,000 to kill former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Justice officials noticed likely retaliation for the 2020 U.S. drone strike that targeted and killed Iranian military commander Qasem Soleimani. Now at large, Porsafi faces more than 20 years in U.S. prison and some $500,000 in fines if convicted. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Ukraine's Air Force says nine Russian warplanes were destroyed in massive explosions at an air base in Crimea amid speculation. They were the result of a Ukrainian attack that would represent a significant escalation in the war. Russia denied any aircraft were damaged in Tuesday's blast or that any attack took place. Ukrainian officials have stopped short of publicly claiming responsibility for the explosions while poking fun at Russia's explanation that a careless smoker might have caused munitions at the Saki Air Base to catch fire and blow up. Analysts have also said that explanation does not make sense. 
and the Ukrainians could have used anti-ship missiles to strike the base. And a new time. And here come more allegations and a new dis- allegations against actor Army Hammer. Or more if maybe sees Jason Nathanson. Army Hammer has pretty much been run out of Hollywood at this point after being accused of sexually abusing several women. And here come more allegations in a new Discovery Plus docuseries. I mean, he said, I'm 100% a cannibal. In the first trailer for the three-part series House of Hammer, alleged victims of the social network and Call Me By Your Name star recount their experiences, play messages allegedly from Hammer. Completely tying you up and incapacitating you. And Hammer's aunt Casey says she's going to expose her family's secrets. Magnify succession a million times. And it was my family. House of Hammer hits Discovery Plus September 2nd. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.